Welcome to the Boss Bitch and a Baby podcast, where I talk all things life, baby making as a single woman, business, and more with my no bullshit, no sugar coating take on all of it. I say fuck a lot and live to empower you to give the finger to societal norms. I'm your host, Katie Seller, and if you love cursing, coffee, and being bold, not basic, you're in the right place. Now, are you ready, babe? Let's fucking do this. What's up and how the fuck are you? <laughs> um, nice to see you, hear you, talk to you two fucking years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been two years since I recorded this podcast, which is <laughs> really fucking insane. Um, I didn't realize it had been that long until... We had a nice super pink moon uh, the other day and something, I don't remember what, but something hit me and basically kind of was calling me back to this. And I literally looked at the stats for the first time in two years and only because I pulled up the episodes, I have realized that it had been two years, which is so crazy. So <laughs> welcome back. Um... As you can see, there is a name change, um, and that is just because Boss's Fuck doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't vibe with me anymore. Um, I'm kind of over the as fuck thing. I'm not over the word fuck, let's be clear. Um, I still say it rather frequently. It's one of my favorites. Um, but the as fuck thing, I don't know. I looked and I actually saw there's two new podcasts that are blank as fuck and blank as fuck. And I'm like, meh, I don't really love it anymore. Um, but also, Boss Bitch and a Baby is the name of the blog. Um, and I also feel like it kind of fits with the blog, with my Instagram. I talk about life and business and baby making and all of the things where Boss as Fuck was just not that. Um, so I felt appropriate to change it. Um, and so I did. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I feel like I have no idea what the format is yet. Um, I would love to say that I'm going to do it weekly. That would be awesome. No idea yet the plan, um, other than I just feel called to get back on this thing and blabber to you for a while. Um, a lot has happened since, uh, April of 2019 when we last spoke, um, and I am assuming it's going to be need to be broken up into multiple episodes, um, I think, at least two, probably, because it's a lot. I mean, if we go into all the nuances and details, um, but yeah, we can hop right in and, um, and kind of go over and then, you know, to bring you up to speed. Obviously, if you follow my Instagram, you are probably fucking up to speed, um, but if you're not, I did notice that there was somehow over the past two years, 8,300 downloads of this podcast, which is crazy seeing how I haven't put out a damn thing. Um, but fucking thank you for, um, downloading them and I'm glad they resonated and I hope you got something from them. Um, and I hope you stick around. Um, yeah, I also say, um, and I'm not going to apologize for that anymore. It 
fucking happens. Um, I, see, I have tried over the years. I mean, in school, I used to like, you know, they're like, you're not supposed to see um when giving presentations. And it's just something that has stuck around. Um, I am well-educated, but it is there. So like it. If you don't, I apologize for you not liking it, but it's going to come out and I will try my hardest not to, but it's going to happen. And uh, yeah, we'll just jump right in. So the last we spoke uh, was 2019. I had just sort of had like a lull in my motivation for business. Um, and I also started the baby making. So I did. Uh, I actually did a few rounds of at-home inseminations. Um, as the story goes on, you'll see sort of where this comes from. But I have a I don't regret a thing. I don't regret things in life. Um, but one thing I do sort of regret, just because obviously money and the chances I could have had, um, I you know I used five I think vials of sperm um, with at home attempts and it didn't work. Um, yeah, that sucked. Uh, obviously, because that's like five thousand dollars. And then not long after all of that, I found out that the donor was no longer donating. And honestly, I think he hadn't donated in years. I think he somehow be, like suddenly became popular and then people bought up his sperm. So he ran out. Um, and there is a chance I could ask them to, you know, ask him if he would be willing to donate again. But, you know, that was... I think the first vial I got said like 2013 or something. So like that was years ago. He's probably moved on with a fucking family and shit and, you know, not really maybe in the place to donate sperm anymore. So it is a possibility if I wanted to ask, but I don't foresee myself doing that. Uh, but yeah, so a little bummed that I did use five that I probably should have waited. Um... On the surface, it didn't look like I had any issues, so getting pregnant should have been fairly easy, which uh, through this process, I have learned that sex ed and all of those things we learn as children are fucking false, and they lie to you. You know, they're, whether you're in the school that was taught abstinence, like that's how you become not pregnant is abstinence, or... Um, you know, pushed contraceptives and things like that, which by all means, if you are not wanting to get pregnant, contraceptives. But you're also taught this idea that if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant. If there is sperm anywhere near your vagina, you are going to get pregnant. That is what they tell you. And that is the furthest from the truth. Sure, there are still people that end up accidentally pregnant, which when you go through this journey you end up becoming very bitter about. I apologize to those women. It's not you personally. It's just something in all the women that I've talked to that I go through what I am now. Agree. Um, it just, it makes you a little bitter. And, you know, there are still those things. And, but generally, most women have a hard time getting pregnant. And that is something with like, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, thank you for being so open. And the thing is, is, I'm open because I don't see enough people doing it. I mean, I've never really been a closed book, but I just don't see enough people. Now that I'm in this journey, I am finding more people that are sharing it, that are sharing their experience and being very open about it. But so far, I probably see, 
I'd say less than 20 that I've come across. Um, and, and that's, that's crazy when one in eight women suffer from infertility. Like, how am I only seeing 20, you know, because there's a fuck ton of women in this world and somehow there's not a lot sharing. And I get it. It is a very, it's a very intense process and it's emotional and it's, it could be heartbreaking and it's just a whole lot of things. So I understand that a lot of people don't want to share given now I'm in a group of, with women going through the same thing. So I've seen a lot of them cause they're in this group. But even people ask like, oh, well, how did you share when people don't, don't agree? Or how many people of you are actually sharing your story? And a lot of them say no, that they keep it a secret until they become pregnant. And I understand. Um, I, I get it. Obviously, you don't want to share until there's something to, you know, be excited about. But also why? Why not share the losses and the struggle and all of this? Because there is somebody out there like me who's going through it who could feel very much alone if they don't know that you're out there. And so I'm an open fucking book. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that already. Um, but yeah, so I tried a few attempts at home and it didn't work. And that's when I started seeing um, a fertility doctor. I found Dr. Cindy Duke here at Nevada Fertility Institute. She owns it. She is the boss in charge. Um, she is a badass. And <laughs> um, I found her through another business owner here who went to her through for IVF um, and had their daughter. And I kind of started that process. I basically started all the checks and things and the route was to do the IUI, which is an intrauterine insemination. So they use a catheter, put the sperm all the way up there um, and basically wait for the sperm to meet the egg. Biology. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I was doing all of that and I was like on my way. And then, <laughs> and I'm going to try not to cry, but I did have a moment yesterday about this topic and uh, it feels raw all over again, which is very annoying for me. Um, and if you've listened, pretty sure I've cried on here a few times. Um, but uh, that was, I think my last attempt was in June, I believe. And then July, I, you know, started the doctor thing and kind of doing all of that. And then in August, if you don't know, I am an avid fan of 90 Day Fiance, which the red flags on that show probably should have been my first inclination to like, not. <laughs> but clearly, it wasn't. Apparently, I have a TikTok that's really funny. And so I couldn't see a red flag unless it's or if it's shit on my face. But anyways, uh, yeah, so I was watching 90 Day Fiance. And I was like, I text Maria and I asked her, how do these people like even meet? Like I understand some of them be on vacation, but how else? And she's like, oh, well this app, you can change your location to anywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Most of them are location based where it has to pull your location so it knows where you are. However, if you're interested, I don't fully recommend, but OkCupid allows you to, and I, this is not sponsored, but if they want to hit me up OkCupid, I think you owe me. Um, <laughs> they, allow you to change your location to anywhere you want. Ugh, fuck. So I changed it to New York, I browsed, it was whatever. 
And I was like, you know what? But I'm watching Ninety Day Fiance, and I love Europe. Never been, but I love it. So let's change my location to London. So I did. Uh, got like one message from this guy. He was cute, whatever. And like, it was a, a not real conversation. Um, and then the second person that messaged me, <laughs> we hit it off like right away. Um, and oh man, did I get sucked in? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we started talking in August and it just so happened that he was going to be, uh, in New York the next month. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. It's a little safer to meet you in New York than it is in London because at least New York, I've been there a few times. I know my, like I have my bearings in the city a little bit. Um, it's also America and not, you know, <laughs> the UK. So a little more safe for me, you know, knowing where I'm at and what I'm dealing with. So I did. I flew to New York. Uh, we spent 24 hours together uh, because obviously he was with friends um, and they had plans. They were actually leaving the city like that following day. So literally flew, ass crack of dawn to New York. We spent 24 hours together. It was fucking magical. Fairy tale shit. Should have been another red flag. <laughs> And, um, yeah, cried when I left, all that fun stuff. And then we continued talking, uh, and again, more red flags. And saying this out loud sucks, because I'm like, yeah, idiot, idiot, idiot. <laughs> but, uh, broke up with me not long after, or, like, was like, you know, I don't think I can do this. Not long after I got home. And then popped in a few times here and there, and sucked me back in, um, rather stealth and narcissistic style, if you've had experience. It sucks, uh, and it's easy to fall prey to. So, yeah, sucked in. Um, I don't know. Maybe this won't be another a long episode because I feel like I'm getting it out pretty quick. <laughs> maybe I'm trying not to dwell on it for too long. Um, but yeah, so popped back in here or there. I always ended popped back in again in February of 2020. No. Yes, February of 2020. Um, and when I was in the Bahamas before like the world shut down and our whole worldwide panorama, um, <laughs> uh, I was in the Bahamas. He texted me and I was like, of course, you have to fucking pop back in when I am happy as a clam, my ass on a beach, drinking, like not giving a fuck, of course. And I was kind of a bitch. I should have just kept that up. Uh, end of February, he kind of comes back in again and I had planned to go to London in March of that year, prior to the worldwide pandemic. Um, I had planned to go with, to see my friend and his husband and I were gonna go to, a, um, we were all three gonna go to a show, a, a podcast show. If you've never listened to uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno, highly recommend, it's fucking funny. Um, I like binged all of it and I was obsessed. So I wanted to go see their live show. I had missed the one in, there was LA or Vegas. I don't remember. And uh, I'm like, fuck it. I'll go to London. So my friend was like, screw him. Like, you just come here anyways and blah, blah, blah. So I bought tickets and I was supposed to go in, in March. He popped back up end of February. I was like, so blah, blah, blah. And I had mentioned like, oh, I'm going. And uh, he's like, wait, like, you know, you thought you would come here and not see me. I was like, well, that was the plan. Um, and then 
You all know what 2020 went like. The world shut down. I literally went to New York uh, to see a concert. Uh, Dermot Kennedy, who I'm obsessed with. And the following weekend, New York shut down completely. Locked the fuck down. So uh, clearly, or no, I was supposed to go in May to London. Clearly that wasn't happening. So we still continued to talk. Um, the full-blown <laughs> narcissistic treatment. Um, the I love yous, the I want to be with yous, the all of it. Um, he knew from the very beginning that I was literally that next month supposed to go have an IUI. Um, and in pretty quick love bombing fashion, kind of rolled out the like, what if we have kids idea? Again, more red flags. I know. Fucking idiot. We all make mistakes. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I was like, sure. Yeah, let's do that. And I put it on hold, which now I will say, because I don't regret things. I don't regret all of this situation. I don't regret loving him because I did. Did. Um, I don't regret that. Uh, and I actually think it worked out for the better in the sense that had I gone through with that IUI, I could have ended up pregnant in September. And then I would have been pregnant through the worldwide panoramic and I, I would, I would not have wanted that. Um, I have been super lucky in moving forward that like my mom has been able to come to every single appointment with me. Um, and I know a lot of people who didn't do that, whose husbands had to sit outside of the hospital and wait for the baby to be born and they had to give birth alone. And I am very thankful that I did not have to do that. Very thankful. So I think it all worked out for a reason. Um, given we were still in it. Um, I basically put my tickets on hold in May. They were like, well, if you just leave them open, we'll give you plane tickets later when you decide to rebook and you won't have to pay any fee difference. I'm like, well, shit. Okay, let's leave it open because you know once the world opens, this shit's going to skyrocket. And I already paid a pretty penny because my bougie hasn't wanted to fly over there first class because it's a long ass flight and I wanted to lay down and sleep. If you don't know, sleep is my favorite thing in the world. So, <laughs> uh, the, we were still talking, we were together, dating, whatever, long, obviously long distance. Um, and then uh, we got word that they actually were opening things up again. Stupid on everybody's part, obviously. They're opening things up again. And in August, which now seems so crazy, like, I just, it seems nuts. But in August, they were like, well, you can get on a plane if you want. And this is before the UK uh, stopped letting us in. And, uh, or again, I think, or whatever. Either way. So I... Masked up, brought tons of rubbing alcohol, seat like antibacterial wipes, all these things, and I got my ass on a plane, and I flew to London in August. Um, still seems crazy. Don't come at me. I did all of my necessary precautions, um, and yeah, spent a week with him in London. Um, 
and I had a really fucking great time. Of course, so I thought. And then came home and got broken up with a week later. <laughs> and that was fucking earth shattering. Um, for me, it was like, not only am I losing this relationship, it was for me, and it's the biggest part of it. Ugh. And I yelled at him for it. Um, there's a, case, a Kelsey Ballerini song, Better Luck Next Time, that says, you used my dreams against me to tie me to you. And that's what I felt in that moment. Um, his love bombing that included baby making um, and us doing that together felt as if, and it, he very well could have, because again, it's not narcissist work, used it to keep me there, to keep me in this situation, which I still don't get what he gained from it, because hello, long fucking distance. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that was, that was, that was heartbreaking. Uh, I took my moment. Um, if you aren't familiar with cancers, at least June cancers, I don't know about July cancers, but like the ones I know and like me is I will, like heartbreak hurts us, like tragically. However, we take about two weeks <laughs> to a month to get over it. Like we, we have our sorrow and we, our, our moments and we, you know, live in it and feel it and cry a lot <laughs> and all of those things. And then there's a moment where the switch flips and we are like back on our shit, like out, like fuck it. I'm gonna do whatever. And I always say that I think it's because we hit a moment where we realize that they weren't worthy of the love that we have to give. Because if you've never been loved by a cancer, you just don't know. <laughs> like, we are, we're pretty fucking great. But we believe in the big, grand, you know, love. And so, and we would do literally anything for you. The people we love, like, we would do anything for you. Um, especially if there is a thought of a future possibility, like we put our whole thing into it, all of it. And so I would say, I just think we, we get to a point where we realize that they did not deserve the love that we actually have to give. And so it's their loss and we move on. So I did that. Pulled myself up by my fucking bootstraps. Let's be honest, they're Converse straps because I don't wear fucking boots. Um, and I decided, fuck it you know what? I am not going to sit in that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to move forward. And so I called back the doctor and was like, cool, let's fucking do this again. Went back in. Um, and basically like I, you know, I did some testing, found out I did have a, a swollen tube. Um, she did say that it wouldn't be an issue unless we did IVF, which still is kind of confusing. I feel like it would be a an issue regardless, but whatever. Um, and so we went through the first thing and did an IUI, um, in, was that January? I think, I think that was January now. I, I mean, all the times are crazy. I think that was like January. Um, and it was heartbreaking. Um, when I found out that it was negative, um, I just had really, really high hopes for it. And it sucks, you know? You think so badly that it's gonna work, and it did not. And so I kind of had to like figure out kind of pretty quickly what I was gonna do next. Um, 
because as I was saying, um, my donor ran out of, or well, he ran, they ran out of his sperm and I had one left. Um, and so basically my only option, I have a few options were I could try an IUI again with him. If it works, fantastic. But if I want siblings in the future, I would have to find another donor, which my kids being 100% like genetic is not super important to me. If they had to have different donors, like whatever. I'm not super concerned with that. Um, or it didn't work and I have to find a new donor anyways. Um, or IVF. And I really like this donor. I picked him obviously for a multitude of reasons and... I wanted the best chance. Also, I'm about to be 35 in June and I am not getting any younger. Neither are my eggs. And I thought that was my best chance. The one main hang up is it is expensive as fuck. Um, which I have amazing friends and customers who were like, what can we do? How can we help? And I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't really want to because I like hate asking for help. Um, but upon quite a few of them asking, I created a GoFundMe, um, which I can link if you feel so obliged. Um, I also created an IVF collection on Metal Marvels where the profits from that go to my IVF. Um, I have my Venmo. <laughs> like, I don't like asking for help, so I put it there. If you feel inclined, by all means, like, it's really fucking appreciated. Um, because so far I've paid uh, about $25,000. Um... Luckily, I had funds. Luckily, my parents have helped a little bit. Um, yeah, it's fucking expensive. It's it's crazy. Um, the thing is, is that was what would give me the best chance to have a baby. So we decided to do that. And we had to go through with an egg retrieval. Um, basically, you do lots of stims, meds, um, these all like a ton of shots. Um, they go in, remove the eggs, and then fertilize them, <laughs> which sounds so weird. Um, they, but they do this really cool thing called ICSI, which is basically they put one sperm in one egg um, instead of the, the traditional route where they used to just put sperm in a Petri dish with the egg and, like, hope that they inseminate. Um, this one is like, nope, little buddy, you're going here. Like, sorry, in the egg now. <laughs> um, but then it... Um, obviously helps the chances. So, um, if you don't follow my Instagram, we retrieved eight eggs. Uh, four of them matured, which meant the other four were no good. Um, four of them matured and were, um, fertilized. And then, uh, three of those made it to day five blastocyst, which is like where you want it to be. Um, it's, Basically, the way they graded them was they were 5AA, which is, like, the, like, best of the best, which means that they were fully, like, the amount of cells they need to be, and it was also already starting to hatch, which means it's, like, ready to go. Um, and so they basically, like, biopsied those, froze them, and then sent the biopsies off for testing to um, find out, like, genetics um, and if, like, how they test. So... Uh, after an agonizing wait, they came back, um, and the first one and the second one were both normal. Although the second one we had to wait, they didn't get enough cells the first time. And so they had to thaw and re-biopsy and then retest, 
which was like, ugh, I gotta wait longer. Um, the third one had trisomy 22, which is an extra 22nd chromosome, which means it is not viable. Um, there was a lot of health things with that, so it's not something that they would uh, implant. And so, yeah, so we did that. And then I was like, cool, wait, ready to go. Like, let's go. And I told her, I said, I want to do this embryo. I do also know the genetics. I know the sex of both of them. Um, I am not, I'm not sure when or if I will share. Um, if you followed me long enough, you know, I have a weird thing with gender just because I think gender is fluid and I know the sex of the baby at, at birth, but who knows what that kid is going to be when they grow up. Um, and yeah, I have a weird thing with it. So I don't know when or if it's going to be a thing. Um, but I do know the sex of both of them. Uh, and yeah, and I was like, cool, I want to do this one. Like, let's move forward, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, well, there's something we have to talk about. I'm like, fuck. Uh, and she said, remember how we talked about your swollen tube? And I was like, oh God, which I was a little disappointed that it had not been brought up up until that point. Cause I feel like we could have handled it a lot sooner, but, um, I got off the call with them and like cried. Um, she said, you know, we need to take out the tube and then we'll do a mock transfer. That way we know they do timing. Um, basically they find out if I'm receptive or not. Um, if they need more or less time on the meds and like it literally finds the perfect timing to, um, put the embryo in. And so I was frustrated when we got off the phone simply because, I was ready to go like and it just felt like you know it kept being pushed back um and yeah so but I've had so many people that are like timing timing it's it'll work when it, like it's supposed to go like this is it, maybe it's just supposed to work this way I'm like okay <laughs> um and so in April yeah that was this month I think <laughs> I don't remember what date is today yeah it, it was two weeks ago yesterday um I went in I actually saw a different doctor just because they could get me in sooner uh, somebody that she knows and actually he works with my actual um OBGYN and so he could get me in sooner he also does laparoscopic surgery but he also does robotic surgery so like she said my um recovery time would be much quicker and whatnot and so, yeah, two weeks ago on Monday, I went in for surgery at the ass crack of dawn. I literally had to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning, which if you know me, <laughs> my least favorite time of day is any time before like 11 a.m. So, yeah, we, my mom came and took me to surgery <clears throat> and I don't know. I'm like, I handled it like a boss. I don't know if it's because of me, if it's because of him. I have no idea. But I woke up and I was nauseous and sick, which I, the only other time I had anesthesia, I had that issue too. Um, but they gave me this cool little patch behind my ear that like made it go away. So that was great. Um, but I went home and like I slept the rest of the day. I mean, just because of from the meds and getting up early. Um, but then I woke up the next day and we went to breakfast <laughs> and uh, it's been great. My incisions are great. Like they're small, obviously it's laparoscopic. So they do one through my belly button and then two tiny ones. Um, and yeah, it's been pretty fucking great. Like easy. I haven't had any issues. Um, he warned I could have uh, shoulder pain because they fill your stomach with CO2 to get a better look at things. And it usually can cause like a shoulder pain situation. I did not have that, thankfully. Um, and it was, yeah, it was pretty fucking smooth. <laughs> um, and then I went in yesterday. See, this didn't take two episodes. You're, you're like basically up to date. Um, 
I obviously can and will probably talk about some things in between there that have happened and whatnot, but like you're pretty much up to date. Um, and then yesterday I went in for my baseline. So that is the ultrasound and blood test to check all my levels and see how things look. Um, if I'm in a room with a TV, I record my ultrasound because I want to see it later just in case. And also I have learned um, in doing so I can go in before waiting for them and I can see like what my follicles were measuring at or my uterine lining and things like that. So I recorded it. Um, and I did notice that my uterine lining was at 7.44, which according to the Google, uh, the like ideal for uh, an FET, it, frozen embryo transfer, um, is like between 8, 7 and 14, I think it said. So I'm like, beaten that this is the start of my cycle and that's already semi-close. I feel like that's a good sign. Um, and so I did that and then I start a med called Letrozole today and I do that for five days. That helps um, with my uterine lining. Um, and then I'll go back in for a checkup to see how that is progressing. And so some point, uh, I think it will be around the mm, May 15th ish, somewhere around there should be my mock transfer. They will go in, like I said, they biopsy, um, instead of doing, instead of implanting an embryo, they do a biopsy. And so they can see if I'm receptive, um, like I said, if they need more or less meds, like I could say, oh, instead of 120 hours of this med, you need 132 hours of this med or whatever. Um, and so they'll do that and then we'll get the results and then we'll move on to the FET. Um, and I'm thinking if my calculations are right, it'll be somewhere between like the 9th and the 16th of June, which means I will find out on my birthday, which is really nerve wracking or around my birthday. Um, yeah, very nerve wracking for that. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I feel like that was quick because I thought that like, I just felt like there was gonna be way more to that. Um, that already talked fast. Hopefully that wasn't too fast. Um, but yeah, that's basically where we're at now. Um, I've also been up to like a lot of things, obviously Metal Marvels still going, fucking good coffee still going. Um, I did create see the, see the change, which is eyewear, but I actually, um, Put it under the umbrella of Metal Marvels. Um, and then actually because of the shit show that was 2020, each of the brands now donate 10% of every order to charity. Um, it's not something the customer has to do. I, I pull it from their order. Um, it happens automatically. And at checkout, they get to choose where they want it to go. They can either split it between all the charities we have listed or they can pick their favorite. Um, we have some like the ACLU or the Trevor Project or the LA LGBTQ Center or Equal Justice Initiative, or Pets, uh, Austin Pets Alive, and the Ocean Foundation, and a food bank. There's a whole lot of things on there. Um, you know, people need help. The world has been, still is a shit show. And uh, so yeah, so I thought the brands could give back and do some good. So you get some rad shit when you shop, and you do good at the same time. Fucking fantastic. Uh, I also have created, um, I'm a published author now. I wrote a book called All the Fucks I Give, which if you know me, you know that is none. Um, I will preface because some people are like confused also because they don't read the description, but the book is like 90% uh, blank. 
<laughs> um, because I don't give any fucks. However, I packed in chapter 10 the story of how I got to this point because a lot of people ask me how I got here of not giving a fuck about the little things that most people care about. People's opinions, society, ideals, all these stupid things. Um, and so, yeah, so that is there. Um, I also created two workbooks, a Get Shit Together workbook and Boss Shit Up workbook. One is more uh, business-based, so if you have employees, things like that, if you need to delegate tasks, etc., that's got all of that in there. And then the Get Shit Together workbook is for anybody. It's basically a planner um, that gives you a daily spread to keep on track of your shit um, and a weekly thing. And it's really fucking cool because you can just like, literally I use it every day. It's not dated either. So like you can, because there will be days where I like don't use it. Um, and so you're not stuck to a schedule. Um, you just date it when you use it. And then I also created a coloring book of our t-shirt designs. I'm working on like a 2.0 version and some more of those. And then also I have recently created journals. Um, they're just lined journals that are on, uh, all of these are available on Amazon. You can actually search my name. Then I have an author page with all of them on there. Um, but they're really cool. You can get them in paperback or hardcover. I'm a weirdo and I love love notebooks so I figured why not create some of my own so there's some cool covers um one's like a manifest this sh manifest this shit journal uh big fucking goals like of course they're very me um so those are really cute the paperback's only 10 bucks um I love them <laughs> so if you want to check all those out those are the things I have been up to since 2019 um still working still <laughs> you know figuring out learning we had to you know figure out how to pivot during all of this craziness um and yeah, small business has struggled and I will not lie, uh, the past 12 months have been fucking tough. Um, and oddly, I feel like this year has been even more tough than 2020. And I don't know if it's like residual, I don't know, things of maybe the world's opening back up and people are like trying to figure life out again. Um, I don't know, but it has been very, very tough to say the least. Um. I'm pretty sure I have a lot of gray hair under here. But uh, if you know someone who's in small business, you know me or anybody else, um, please support them. Uh, we are all here going crazy, planning inventory and staying up on trends and figuring out phrases and ordering products and doing all of these things and, you know, trying to keep our businesses afloat in this fucking craziness. So if you know a small business and you can buy something do it. Do it before you head to Amazon, Target, or Walmart. Um, it would be greatly appreciated by all of us. Um, yeah, I think that's fucking it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, like I said, I don't know. This podcast is switching from business to like, it's going to be life and business and baby making and everything that's on the blog, which if you prefer to read, bossbitchinababy.com. Um, follow me on Instagram because I obviously post update that thing every fucking day. And it's just Katie Seller on there. Um, yeah. If you have anything that like you have any questions about my life or business or baby making or what the fuck ever and you want me to talk about it, drop me a DM on Instagram. I check those all the time. Um, and I can talk about that. Um, I know a ton of people have like IVF questions because this shit is nuts. 
So yeah, I am an open fucking book. So whatever you have, hit me up in the DMs. Um, and I can make an episode about it, blog post, etc., to make sure that I am covering shit you want to hear. Um, I have no idea. I'm going to try to publish this soon. So while I talked about, oh, yesterday I went to the doctor. That was Monday, April 26th. There's no telling when I'm going to get this up <laughs> because I have to actually update the name and all of that and republish it to Apple. So let's hope I can get this up within a week. We shall see. Um, and until then... I fucking love ya. Uh, yeah. Like I said, hit me up in the DMs, follow me, let me know if you have any questions, and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes so more babes can find me. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a new episode. If you want to stay up to date on this crazy life of mine, you can follow along on Instagram at Katie Seller. Slide into my DMs with any questions you may have for future episodes. And until next time, later babes. Later babes.